Riverside. Episode 15, what a week. Finally, finally, Brant, Michigan gets a chance to redeem themselves after one of the biggest heartbreaks I've experienced in a while last season. I know we're going to get into Michigan, Michigan State, but I want to start, first of all, by just asking you how you're doing. Hats off to you, Dave. Um, Don't say it. Do not. I'm telling you, we are not going down this rabbit hole right now because I don't want to get angry with you. And for those of you that don't know what Brant's talking about, he had the audacity after last year's game to come on here with just such a vanilla take. Hats off to Michigan State. They played a great game. No, Brant. No. Michigan blew a 16-point lead and Kenneth Walker ran for five touchdowns. Okay? (laughs) It wasn't cool. It wasn't like, oh great game state no it was it was bad and and your vanilla attitude about we're lucky that we came back for season two let me just put it that way dave the line was they battled and they won and you said yeah no kidding that is what happened yeah so thanks for the hot take there brant right um so might as well said yeah Uh, at the end of the day state scored more points whoa that is what (laughs) What a hot take. Jesus. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Who could so. forget last year? But, I mean, it makes uh, it makes this year um, so much more interesting uh, to me, Dave. Um, and, I, and like you said, I know we'll get into it. But um, just, you know, I don't think they can have a bye week before for both of these teams coming into this game. It's just so toxic, whether you're on Facebook or Twitter or any sort of social media. You just have fans going at each other about stupid stuff. I mean, stuff that really doesn't matter. Um, It's just kind of annoying. I just want to avoid social media. Like, one week is fine, Dave, you know what I mean? But when you get that extra build-up week, it's just too much, man. It is too much. It is too much. These two fan bases do not need two weeks to be able to chirp at one another. So... And we'll get into that a, a, a little bit because I think this year is interesting to say the least, just where these two teams are at. Um, but Brant, before we get into talking Michigan, Michigan State, which basically this whole episode is going to be dedicated to, this is a, a one, basically one of the biggest sports games of the year in the state of Michigan. Um, and if you don't, if you're not on a side, if you're not picking Michigan or Michigan State, probably not a true sports fan. I mean, I'm just, I, I don't mean to like come out and just shot shots fired at people but I just feel like you got you got to pick a side um and maybe you don't but you know it's the brand here's my here's my least favorite kind of fan you ready for this I'm ready you you a Michigan or Michigan State fan well I like I've always liked state and basketball but I like Michigan and football <laughs> what does that even mean what does that even mean I just <laughs> That just means like okay, like perennially, 
uh, Michigan State. Try basket. and say that word again. Try and say it again. <laughs> Perennial. Nope. Nope. That's that, there's it. not. Uh, there's not an extra R in that. <laughs> usually. Um, <laughs> there you go. Usually, there you go. Michigan State basketball. You know, they made the tournament for like 25 straight years or whatever the ridiculous number is now. And Michigan yeah. football uh, back. I guess some time ago, we know would be really good at football and make national championships, but not 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 so uh, soon, or you know, you know, not recently. So right. it's just one of those people that want to take the easy way out. No, right. you have to stick with your team through the bad and the good. To us, Dave. yeah, it's like saying I'm a Michigan State basketball fan, a Michigan football fan. Uh, I used to love the Patriots. Now I love the Chiefs, and I've always been a Warriors fan. I mean, it's just that we yeah. know what those kind of fans are. Pick a yeah. side. Pick a side. And I'm really so. starting to like the Bills. You know what I mean right now? Right. <laughs> always been a Josh Allen guy. Always. Always. Yeah, yeah. but it, this is what's going to make this episode so fun, and we are gonna we are definitely going to enjoy it. Um, but I want to make sure that we touch base on – our NFL jersey giveaway sponsored by DRB Fiber because Brant, who manages our social media for us, it kind of threw a little teaser out there to get people to take a side. A lot of people pouring in from Michigan. We'll we'll talk about that. Um, but if you haven't done so already, or if you're not aware of what the DRB Fiber giveaway is for Garage Takes, our buddy Dylan Burzak is giving away an Aiden Hutchinson jersey or a Kenneth Walker jersey. You choose whichever one you want, uh, but you got to pick the right team to win. So whether that's Michigan or Michigan State, you've got to, whether you text that to us, message it to us, uh, comment on the Facebook uh, Garage Takes page, which is probably the best way to do it as we're trying to grow our social media presence as well. you got to pick a team. That team's got to win. But the second and most important piece that, I think, and if you're listening to this, those of you that are on Facebook, that you got to remember to do, you got to prove to us that you follow or subscribe to Garage Takes. It's free to do so. And if you haven't done so already, if you're on a podcast, I mean, I think it looks different whether you're on Apple or Spotify, but I know on Apple, there's like three little dots up in the right-hand corner. You click it, you click follow the show, and basically what that does is when we upload a new episode, you get a notification on your phone that says, hey, you want to listen to the most recent episode of Garage Takes? Same with Spotify. Um, That does a lot for the show as well, so it's a win-win. And what that does for us is um, you prove that you do follow the show, you enter the contest, and we'll do a raffle next week. Uh, This is Season 2, Episode 15, so on Episode 16 next week, when we're back at it, we'll pull a name out of the hat that qualified, that met that criteria, and then we're going to work with Dylan from DRB Fiber to get you an Aiden Hutchinson jersey, a Lions jersey, um, or a Kenneth Walker Seattle Seahawks jersey. So, pretty cool giveaway this year. Um, And I think, Brant, I think the people are liking it, because we got a lot of, we've got a lot of people to enter this year, like more than last year, even for the $50 giveaway. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, It's a great giveaway. Uh, It's a chance to support your your players in the NFL that were once your your college stars. So, and uh, you know, Aiden Hutchinson had a great game last week for the Lions, and Kenneth Walker's becoming a star right before our eyes. So, uh, a really cool chance to get you a very cool jersey for uh, for a good player in the NFL today. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I I wanted to start off that way, and that's kind of a plug for the show as well to make sure that you follow, subscribe to the show. Another thing that goes a long ways for us is to leave us a 
a five-star review, positive review, uh, leave us a comment, something like that, uh, as we are continuing to try to grow this thing week in and week out. But, Brant, the time is now, man. So I want to just start asking you a, a question here about this rivalry. And it's not just football. I mean, it's normally football and basketball, I know, for you and I. But why is this rivalry, for you as a Michigan fan, why is it so personal? Why is it so deep? Dave, I think it's just because you grow up in the area, uh, whether you're in elementary school, middle school, high school, college, wherever. E- even today in your workplace, there is somebody there that <laughs> has stuck in your craw on the other side of the fence, right? Like, God, that guy just irritates me, or that girl just irritates me about how she feels about her team, and I just want them to lose so bad. Sometimes it's not about Michigan winning. Sometimes it's about Michigan State losing. And that's where the rivalry runs so deep within us. And I think it's different than the Ohio State rivalry in this fact, Dave. You don't have to see an Ohio State fan every day. You don't have to see him at a family gathering. You don't have to see them on your social media if you don't want to. But you can't get rid of all your friends on your social media platforms, you know, just because they're state fans. Like, that's just not something you're going to do. But if you have, like, well, you could. You could. You could cut it out of your life. (laughs) But, I mean, at what point does the personal life take over the sports? You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't want to go down that road. But, I mean, if you had, like, one annoying Ohio State fan and you were like, we don't really talk that much, yeah, you're getting nixed, bud. But you're not going to have a bunch of Ohio State fans because you didn't grow up in Ohio, basically. So, Growing up in Michigan, you're either a state fan or you're a Michigan fan. And then, you know, they all go to colleges like Central or Eastern or or whatever across Michigan where your fandom still is, you know, you're still loyal to that fan base of Michigan State or Michigan. Stick there for a second because that was actually my next question for you. So, Brant, what do you say to fans that say, but you didn't even go to Michigan? Why are you a Michigan fan? What? Because you know that that are you a Walmart Wolverine? Right. Come on, come I on, mean, scum! <laughs> come on, what what do you what do you say to uh, to people like that? Why 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 are you a fan of the University of Michigan? I just think it's so stupid to have to have that argument, and whether you went there or you didn't, I mean, nobody really cares. I mean, to me anyway, I don't care. Um, I guess it's it's the people that went there and spent a bunch of money and they feel very proud that they're alumni and good for them. I mean, they should be proud and they should be proud of their football teams, but you have no more right to cheer for that team than anybody else to me. I don't care. I mean, if you invest time into that team and you watch every game, I mean, an alumni can go there and only watch one game out of the year. They might only watch the Michigan game, but someone that didn't go there is invested for all 12 games. You know what I mean? So you don't tell me that someone's time and money that they spend to go to games isn't worth your time and money just because you went there. I mean, that's that's what it is to me. And, And Dave, you know, we grew up in a small town, so it's like, you know, that's what we had as kids. We watched all these games all the time. So, um, right. you know, whether you went well, there or not, it doesn't matter. I, I'm with you. And I, I always find it funny that really at the end of the day, like as I've gotten older, so if I hear that, which I've heard less of, I think as people get older, you just kind of move on with life and you're like, oh, you're a Michigan fan, you're a Michigan State fan. But I just remember hearing stuff like that, especially in like our 20s, I would say. And I just think, you don't have to explain your fandom to any team, to anybody, because it's your life. And if you want to be a Michigan fan, great. You want to be a Michigan State fan, great. You went there, great. If not, awesome. I'm a Cowboys fan. Don't ask me why. I know it bothers a lot of people, 
but I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I don't have to explain that to anybody. So that's the most beautiful thing about sports. I can't explain why this means so much. I can't. It's not like I know somebody from Michigan State that like actually ruined my life or something. Why it's this deep. But that's the beauty of sports. And at the end of the day, what these kind of weeks do, the little jabs, the ha-has, it is all in it is all in good fun at the end of the day and and that's what it's all about sports unite people and i i just think brant even back to like the pandemic where i'm like man not having sports or the shortened seasons and all that like i will never take this for granted again and to have this all back and just the excitement now building up to this weekend even knowing the state of these two teams this is what it's all about Whichever side of the aisle you're on, this is what it's all about. And and the other thing is, anybody who has listened to Garage Takes throughout the last two years since we started this podcast, it's clear that Brant and I are both Michigan fans. And it should also be clear that we don't just get on here and disrespect Michigan State. Because I don't believe in that either. Like, the arrogance, the we're better, the little brother stuff, like, that's all garbage to me too. So, um, I'll call out Michigan when I need to. I've called out Jim Harbaugh probably more than any other coach on this podcast. Um, And I'll give Michigan State props when they're due. But on the flip side, I will criticize them when they need to be criticized. And so, Brant, that segues. We've got undefeated Michigan hosting a three-win Michigan State team. Does that solidify how you feel heading into this game this weekend, knowing that Michigan has struggled heavily against State in the last decade. I think State has won like six of the last ten. Does that give you any pause of hesitancy, knowing that like this is a game that you look at the betting lines, you look at everything. Michigan is supposed to win this game, and it's not supposed to be close. Michigan State has a historically bad defense. This game should not be close. Does that give you pause for concern? Is this the perfect recipe of a nightmare for a horrible night in Ann Arbor this Saturday night? Or how are you feeling about it? I don't think it's the perfect scenario for a nightmare night. Um, I think when you you said the words, Dave, it shouldn't be close, it shouldn't be close. Michigan fans need to prepare for it to be close. Like, whether it's the first half, you know. The game's going to start 0-0. Like, don't get it twisted. They're not going to come out and be up 14-zip. It could be 7-7 at the end of the first quarter. It could be 10-7. It can be whatever it is. You know what I mean? You might be down 14-10 at one point. It's very possible. And what Michigan fans have to realize is this is a four-quarter game, and we now know that Michigan is a four-quarter team. They have had great second halves. They were down one against Penn State. How how much have you heard them talk about that, Dave? I, all I've heard about is the second half against Penn State. I haven't heard a ton about, hey, we were down at half and, you know, it was 44 to 13 or whatever the final score was, but or 44-17, but it wasn't that close. You know what I mean? So I think it's important for Michigan fans not to panic if the game is close. Listen, they're on scholarship too. They have NIL deals too. They're good players over there too. Don't don't forget that. Like this is not this is not Northwestern is what I'll say. This is a team that yes, you are favored by 3 touchdowns, but it could be a 3-point game in the second quarter. Like just be prepared for that. And I think that's the biggest thing Michigan needs to focus on as a football team this week is don't worry if it's close. Like don't try to blow them out. 
Go about your business just like you do everybody else. You wouldn't go against Penn State and think that you're going to blow them out. You just you want to go into that game and win the game. That's all you're worried about. And I think every other week, I think it's just been building up so much that everybody in that um, stadium, Dave, is going to want to blow out. There's no doubt about it. But I think the fact remains that these these guys have to focus on a, one play at a time, one drive at a time, and, and one point at a time because that's what it's going to take to beat these guys. And that's what Michigan State wants you to do. They want you to think, yeah, you, you need to blow us out to be happy. And so if you're not going for the big shot play, then what are you doing? You know, so I think that's something to look for. And I think that's something Mel Tucker's absolutely drilling into his team this week is they want to go for the throat. They want to beat you 70 nothing. They think they can beat you 70 nothing. Make it close, make it a ball game, and get into a dogfight late. That's what he wants. Yeah, I, I think that I agree with you. I think Michigan needs to be very – Michigan fans, although they're not playing in the game, need to be careful of this taking on this idea that this game will only be successful if it's a blowout. This game will only be successful if they step on Michigan State's throat and run up the score like they should. We're favored by three touchdowns. This game shouldn't be close. If you win this game, it's a win. And you're eight yeah. and zero, and you did something that you haven't done against Mel Tucker yet. You beat him, and it wasn't very long ago, Brant. We were talking on this podcast. Who's the better coach? And we both said Mel Tucker at that time last year. We did, and I don't feel that way anymore. I mean, I think I, I think Jim Harbaugh has changed the perception of a lot of people after a historically terrible, weird 2020 season. Obviously, what happened last year and then this year so far. Shows that Michigan's trending in the right direction. However, Jim Harbaugh has not beat Mel Tucker yet. And so that's important. I think Jim obviously wants to win this game, but I think even his words this week were just more intentional. Like he was asked about do the players want it more like than they have in the past? Are they hungrier? And he's like, Yeah, but to be honest, I want it more. Like that was basically his response, which is good to hear if you're a Michigan fan because you don't always get a lot from Jim Harbaugh. You've gotten a lot of old Jim Harbaugh lately. You get a little bit of that. You get a little bit of Jim talking about James Franklin in the tunnel, um, a little chip on his shoulder, a little competitive swagger. Like That is what Michigan fans want to see. But at the end of the day, you just got to win this game, and I'm not counting this as a win or a gimme or anything until that final score says Michigan has, as we open the show, scored more points than Michigan State, and they're hosting, hoisting the uh, Paul Bunyan trophy up there. David, so when you talk about Harbaugh talking about, um, you know, it just means more, or it means more, or, or we want this one really bad, it almost reminds me of, like, what Mark D played on, you know, when he was Michigan State's football coach. He he really took this rivalry serious and he knew that he built he could build a program off of beating Michigan. And that was something that he did really well. And so I think by Harbaugh taking it more serious and the players taking it more serious, I don't think they didn't take it serious in the past, but they may have treated it just like every other game or whatever you want to say. And um knowing what what this is Michigan State's Super Bowl. I think that's what we need to understand this weekend is they're going to do everything they can to win this game. They need this game to, to legitimize their season. And what a big turning point it would be for their season. But so does Michigan. And, Brant, yeah. I agree with you. And you'll hear that 
Oh, you'll hear that, and I know you weren't using it that way, but you'll hear that as a slight from some Michigan fans to say, well, this is state Super Bowl. Like, this is their biggest game of the year. Or our biggest game of the year is Ohio State. No, it's not. No, it has not been. You have not beaten Ohio State in a decade, basically, or however many years it was, almost 15 years. I don't know what it was, but it was a lot of years. So that ship has sailed. You finally beat them last year. But Michigan State has ran the table on Michigan, truthfully. It's been a pretty even rivalry with State having the edge, uh, to be quite honest with you. So, yes, this is State Super Bowl, but... It needs to be Michigan's as well. And you need two Super Bowls, this and Ohio State. And there was a reason why Jim Harbaugh said there was four goals going into this season. Goal number one, beat State. Goal two, beat Ohio State. Goal three, win Big Ten Championship. Goal four, win a national championship. But they haven't talked about Michigan State like that in the past. Yeah, Dave, I I do have a, coming kind of just out of the rivalry and actually onto the game and the X's and O's itself. I'm curious to where you think Michigan's biggest advantage is. Um, and I know <laughs> it's easy to point at state secondary and laugh. I'm just curious as what you, what do you think Michigan's biggest advantage is? I'm not going to even say state secondary because it's not, that's not fair. Um, I, I think that intrigues me. I'll just leave that out there because we haven't seen JJ McCarthy have to really sling it. I don't know if he's going to ha- I don't think he's going to have to sling it this weekend to win this game. I don't think that's what Harbaugh wants to do, but that's easy advantage there just from a talent standpoint alone and um what our re- how our receivers match up, that's an obvious one. But I think the running game, I mean, I I really don't see a world where state is stopping Blake Corum. Um, or getting in on this offensive line. I think our offensive line has improved tremendously, and I think they're going to win in the trends, in the trenches. I think they're going to put Peyton Thorne on the other side of the ball. I th- Brent, I'm going to name almost basically every. I think they check the box in most of these in most of these matchups. I think Michigan's front four on the defensive side of the ball are going to get in on Peyton Thorne. And Brent, what happens when Peyton Thorne is under duress? He'll give it to you. Yeah, he will. And and I think that Michigan has a strong advantage there. So I, I, I won't go through every single thing, but what did you I leave think, me? What did yeah, you leave I, me? I, I, did, I didn't leave you anything, dude. I, I really, I, I'll use my one. How about just one? And yeah, that is, do that. I don't see Michigan State stopping Blake Corum and RB2 Donovan Edwards. I think Michigan's going to do what they have done all year and what they did against Penn State, and that is run you to death, control the clock, and not let your offense see the field. What about you? Okay, Dave, I'll take it a different route. I'll I'll take the defensive line and and Michigan State's offensive line, which has kind of been beaten, battered, and and just hasn't been very good this year. And you already hit on Peyton Thorne will give you the ball, but I'm I'm more looking at DJ Turner and Jermon Green and those guys because we know what State poses on the outside. We know it's Reed and Coleman and – they love 50-50 balls. They love going up and getting you one. So I'm, I'm curious to watch our, our secondary and our backs and our and our safeties, how they react uh, to some of these deep balls because I know State's going to go deep and they need to be ready for that. Uh, one advantage I don't think you hit on, Dave, but I think is going to be a major factor is the location and the time of the game. Um, I don't think Michigan could have gotten a luckier draw on this. Um Right. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I yeah continue, but I agree. Yeah, I, I think they they gotten so lucky to pull not the big noon kickoff. Uh, they won't be sleepwalking through this game. They'll be talking about it all day. They'll be hype all day. Like I just think they'll be able to hit the ground running while states kind of. Th- Thinking, man, we gotta we gotta wait a whole day to play these guys. Like, why couldn't we just wake up and get this out of the way? You know what I mean, though, or or catch them. You know, while they're waking up, stuff like that. But I think you're gonna have a very very loud 110,000 or whatever it's gonna be, very well lubed up fans um, from from a day of uh, <laughs> from a day of drinking. So um, you know, Dave and I. We'll we'll be uh we'll be lubed up too. We'll have uh we'll have a few uh beers in us, I think. So um, you know, we're gonna be going to the game, it'll be a good time, but you know. What's that? Yeah, so we <laughs> Yeah, we we are definitely Brent and I will be at the game with our buddy Kurt coming in all the way from Virginia from the Navy, joining us for a fun little weekend and yeah, your wife is joining us. We've just got a we've got a fun day ahead of us. We'll be down there in Ann Arbor in the afternoon, and it's supposed to be from what I'm seeing, low to mid 60s, some sunshine. That's perfect tailgating weather. Um, I just can't wait, man. Like I do. I think just the this environment is going to be tough. It's going to be tough for Michigan State to play in. I think that. The big house is going to be as loud as it was against Ohio State last year to start this game. I do. I, I think that you allow these fans to be partying all day and getting ready and these players getting ready. They're going to be jumping, waving the hands up in the air before the kickoff even gets going. And that the big house is going to be roaring. And I'm telling you right now, man, I think if Michigan State gets that ball first and they go three and out, and Peyton Thorne gets knocked on his back early, and Michigan gets a stop. They get the ball right back and come down and score a touchdown. I, if that's a scenario how this game starts, I think Michigan runs away with this one early. On the flip side of that, if Michigan gets the ball first and comes out flat and State gets a stop, I think right away, like right away early in the game, not that that's going to be the indicator of the end of the game, but I think right away you'll see the momentum shift. It always does in this rivalry. And so if State can withhold the storm, if they can withhold the storm and get a stop or maybe take a shot deep downfield and let Jaden Reed go up and get it and make a play and, and start 7-0, to zero, yeah, I think that there's not going to be panic in Ann Arbor, but it's going to suck the wind out of the sail a little bit. So those early minutes in this game are going to be very, very interesting. I don't see this game being like super low scoring. I just don't. I think I think right away you're going to see some some scoring. So, Dave, got an off the cuff question for you: Over under two and a half defensive pass interferences for Michigan. Ooh, I will go over. <laughs> just because they the the going up on the jump balls that type of thing like I, they're gonna be throwing work. them all night they are I, I and, don't and, see a and Michigan where gets they're not throwing them and, and and that's 15 yards at a time right like I yeah. I, I think that 
two and a half is a fair number, but there will be a few. That's just the reality of how State wants to throw the ball, um, and that can be hard on on the DBs. It can. So it'll be interesting to see how these how the refs call this game too. I hope it's not a ticky tack game. Like I don't want to watch that on either side of it, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll so, see for sure. All right, man. Well, I think that we are going to enjoy ourselves and have a fun time Saturday, and I'm already looking forward to recording episode 16 next week, hopefully talking about a Michigan win. But I'm excited to do that jersey giveaway, to be honest with you. But let's get into the bets for the week, Brant. All right, Dave. Let's start Let's start right with Michigan, Michigan State, Dave. Um, I know this line opened uh, – at, I think it opened at 18 and a half or 19 and a half. I saw it pretty low uh, at, at some point. It has grown to 22 and a half. Do you like Michigan to cover that at home, Dave? Are the oh, crickets boy. are the crickets in my microphone? <laughs> no, we could probably use some filler though. You just went dead silent on us. Yeah, yeah that wasn't my mic cutting out. That was me <laughs> hesitating. No, I'll take Michigan State with the uh, the points. I just <laughs> until I see this Brant, until I see this blowout, I'm not I'm not buying it. I'm not saying it's going to be super close, but three plus touchdowns. Whew, I'm not putting my money on that till I till I see it. What about you, Dave? This has the feeling of an absolute blowout to me. I just, I it just absolutely has that feel to it. Whether it's it's Peyton Thorne making a mistake or two, I'm telling you right now, if what would have happened last year in the big house at night when Michigan had gotten that that fumble recovery turned over, or whatever it was, where Hutch got, you know, whatever it was, I'm just telling you, if it was reversed, that would have been like a 44 to 17 game or something to me. It had that feel to it. This location, time, all of this, this has <clears throat> motivation by Michigan. I don't think 22 and a half is enough. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah, I've got it. 24, 27 plus. This thing could get to 30 for me. So, Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, and I know I know Michigan doesn't normally try to go for the throat in the in the early fourth quarter, mid fourth quarter stages. I could see them with the pedal to the metal for for a while in this thing and try to try to rack it up at the end of the game and and just kind of show out. So, um I will take Michigan to cover the 22 and a half. Okay, um, that was emphatic. Yeah, uh Dave, I'm working um I'm working backwards here. So, uh let's go with an earlier game, still a night game in Tennessee. Kentucky taking on Tennessee, uh, undefeated Vols. I think they're number two or three. Yeah, three? one 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 of the other. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, this are, is in Tennessee or Kentucky. Sorry, I don't I don't have is, it in front of me. This is in Tennessee. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. This is a night game in Tennessee, and they're twelve and a half point favorites. Dude, I, I'm going to take Tennessee till I see otherwise. I mean, I I would think at some point. They've got to slip up, but Hendon Hooker and that offense is just—they are rolling. So, I'll take Tennessee, especially if they're okay. at home too. What about you? I'm going to take Kentucky here. 
I think a little bit of an emotional hangover. I know they played Tennessee State last week or whatever, Tennessee Martin, I think, maybe. Um, and, and they put it on them, obviously. But still coming off that Alabama win, night game at home, I could see Kentucky getting up for this. Kentucky's a good football team. I mean, they're oh, definitely yeah. a top – they're a top 25 team. Will Levis, you know, they have a good good running back, good O-line, uh, 12 and a half. I think, I think they could maybe lose by 7 to 10. I'll take Kentucky and the points. Okay. All right, Dave. The game we'll be watching at noon for sure. Big noon kickoff. Buckeyes, Nittany Lions. 15 and a half at home for Sean Clifford's Nittany Lions. Hmm. Gosh. I really want to I really want to take Penn State plus 15 and a half. <laughs> Do it. I'm not going to do it. I, if Michigan just rolled them 41 to 17, I Ohio State is going to be relentless and they know I think Ohio State has heard just like Michigan has heard they haven't played anybody. We don't really know. They know Michigan just played Penn State. They know the eyes are on this game. Ryan Day wants to run up the score. They're good enough to do it. It's going to be tough to do it at Penn State College, but I think I think they're going to do it. I hope not, though, Brant. I hope not, but I'll take Ohio State. What about you? I'll take Penn State. Um, I think they can play close enough. Man, I, I don't remember the last time Penn State got blown out by Ohio State. I don't think that really happens too much. They, they tend to play close games. Happy Valley is a tough place to go into and have your offense and rhythm especially if you're trying to throw the ball. If you can't run the ball, which we know that Penn State has had trouble against the run, uh, see Michigan for prime example, but still. Uh, Ohio, Ohio State, State doesn't even like to run the ball, though. Yeah, but... They have the talent. They they did against Notre Dame, but then they didn't against Iowa, and they just kind of threw it out the window and said, no, this is enough of this. Let's start chucking it all over the field. So I'm interested to see... If they can't pass the ball, do they try to do the reverse and go with the run? And that's where I think Ryan Day's play calling can get kind of messy, if you will. And not knowing what you're going to do on the road in a loud environment can be kind of tough. I expect Ohio State to win, but I like the 15 and a half there. Good. I hope Um, you're right. Yeah, me too. Um, Dave, one more college game that I do want to ask you about. The Notre Dame struggling Irish are taking on – uh, Syracuse this weekend. Did you watch that Syracuse? Um, oh yeah, you did. Yeah, Sy- Syracuse. <laughs> it's frustrating, man. They're a good team. They are a good team, and and to only let your All American running back touch the ball five times five. in that game. Five, uh, I should say five. Ridiculous. Handoffs. Yeah, they threw it. Right, to him he five caught times. the ball, but yeah. yeah. He caught it five times and ran it five times. But 10 touches for that kid is clearly not enough. And I think no. we know that. Anyway, Notre Dame traveling to Syracuse. Two and a half point favorites for Syracuse at home. I'll take that all day. Okay. I was interested yeah. to see what you would play there. Notre Dame hasn't beaten a good team, I don't think, yet. I, 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 because I they're not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're not, man. I, I think that they have proven that. I mean, it su- sucks for Marcus Freeman, but they're not good. Syracuse is on the rise. I mean, I, two and a half doesn't seem like enough. 
Dave, I'm going to grab that with you. I'm going to grab the two and a half and expect Syracuse to cover that because uh, the Notre Dame just cannot figure anything out. Um, okay, let's switch over to the NFL. Let's get into a little bit of Lions, Dave. Lions at home getting three and a half against Tyreek Hill's Dolphins. I'll take Miami to cover that. That's only three and a half? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I would uh I, I will take they have Tua back, they got Tyreek, Jalen Waddle. I yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take Miami. What about you? I mean, minus one ninety on the money line, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> like that seems pretty good to me. I'd have no clue. But sometimes Vegas knows something. You know right? what I mean? Like do they see the, something? The Lions do get DeAndre Swift back and they get Amon Ross St. Brown back. So I mean their offense should look better. And let's not let's not act like the Dolphins have been world beaters here. They started off really strong, two ahead is incident, and now things have been kinda eh, just so so. So um I think I'm gonna go opposite, Dave. I'll grab three and a half with the Lions. I could see them losing by a field goal. Um yeah. All right, two, fair enough. Um Two of the more surprising teams this year, Dave. Giants Seahawks lock up this weekend and what could be a battle for the NFC number one seed. Isn't that crazy to think? Wild. Um, wild. Wild as a Seattle gets. on top of their division, man, with the Niners and Cars. I mean, it, yeah. Crazy. And favored Rams. by three this weekend over the Giants at home. I just don't think the Giants are good. I feel like I say this every week on the podcast. But you think the Seahawks are. You, do no, you think the well, Seahawks? Uh, no, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Brant, oh, let me ask you this: Who do you have more faith in, Danny Dimes or Geno Smith? Danny Dimes, I guess. Only wow, for, I don't. Only for the threat of the run. Like I, I will watch him play, and then he'll make a play with his legs. Where I'm like, dude, what? Like this doesn't even make any. How is he so fast? And he and he'll make a play, and then you're like, oh, the drive extender. But let me tell you the difference in this team. Saquon, they figured out a way to get Saquon the ball, and thank God because he's super talented, and people in the NFL love the. I love to watch him. You know, fans love to watch him. So I think it's great that he's come back to to his form. And so um, I'll take Danny Dimes in that conversation, though. I I, I don't know, Geno's good, but. I think maybe Danny has a higher upside. Yeah. It, the game's in Seattle, though. Mm-hmm. At Legion of Boom, baby. I, I think it's yeah. a, Seattle's a, it's a tough place to play. And Kenneth Walker looks like a very, That's very another thing that good I, NFL running back. You know, I didn't see coming at all. Well, I mean, I, I thought he would be a good running back, but he looks like very good um, RB1 He's, type stuff. Easy, dude. Do you want the Kenneth Walker jersey if you win the giveaway or what? No, I want a split <laughs> one, dude. I want like a half half Seahawks, a half Hutch. Would that oh, be like really cool? There it is. One of those guys. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Can I get like a half Draymond jersey and a half Aiden Hutchinson? No, yeah. half Draymond Green, half Jordan Poole. Can I there get it those? is. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, all right, Dave. Uh, so you're taking the Seahawks then at home? Minus three? Yep. Okay, I'll grab the uh, Giants with the with the plus three. Um, all right, the Sunday night game, Packers have been just a mess, Dave. Just an absolute. They're, they're mess. very bad. Uh, they are. By the way, look- you called them a contender. Just a matter of yeah. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> get those receipts out. Yeah. We'll, get the, we'll get the receipts out. Don't worry. All right. Good. All right. Oh, we got the Packers traveling to Buffalo. I, I love the. I just think this is such an interesting line. Eleven and a half 
Can Buffalo cover it? That's a lot of points. In the That's NFL, a lot of points in the against, NFL. Against Aaron Rodgers, nonetheless. Right. Yeah, and I I can't. T- I'll take the Packers with 11.5. That's just a lot of – that's a big line in the NFL. What about you? There's no way I'm choosing any team to cover 11.5 in the NFL. I, I would absolutely – I would never bet this game in the first place. I just thought it was such an interesting line that Aaron Rodgers is not – you know, he is getting 11.5 points. That seems outrageous to me. So All right. um, I'll, I'll take the Packers. Okay, is that it for the bets? That's it, man. Wrapped it up. All right, Brant, I got one last question for you. Lions sitting at the number one overall draft pick right now on October 27th when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Who's your pick? Uh, <laughs> Twitter has told me it can't be C.J. Stroud. That's what, okay. that's what Twitter has okay. told me. Okay, all right. Who's your pick? I'll go Bryce Young. Okay. I all know six foot even Bryce Young. I, Listen, listen. I know if I could go I if I could go back and think about what how Kyler Murray was drafted and stuff like that. I know he's not quite Kyler Murray. I don't think he's as fast as Kyler Murray. I think he's he a, better a better quarterback. I, I think he's a higher IQ guy. I think he would actually put in the work. I don't think Kyler Murray puts in the work like a, like an NFL starting quarterback needs to. I think he is he's been, you know, under Saban's you know, tutelage. Like I just love what Bryce Young brings to the table. I would look at him like a franchise quarterback. He would be my number one selection today. Okay. Not right, CJ Stroud. I think you were trying to bait me there, but I didn't, I didn't take the cheese. No, man. I don't want either of them at number one overall. I want Will Anderson and my pick has not changed. Um, so, I told you to check the stats. He did have a good game um, against Tennessee or, or whatever. He did have a decent game, but he, he finally showed up. You watching him on film though? Do you see? Do you see what they're doing to him? Yeah, I, I don't understand why the other kid though, the DJ Dallas or whatever the or mm. whatever the Dallas kid is on the other side, he's not even eating. So I, I don't understand what this defensive line's problem is. I, I don't know. I don't well, get dude, Alabama's uh, struggles. Imagine. So first of all, all right, then we can get out of here. Right. The Lions, one positive this past week was Aiden Hutchinson, the way they utilized him. Josh Pascal, they finally get their second-round pick he looked to good. play. He looked really good. Dude, you add Will Anderson and maybe toss him at linebacker right there, that defense, that's how you win games in the NFL. No, I, I, I just think, I think that is ferocious especially with the way Jeff Okuda has been playing so anyway that's my take right now it may change but I'm a, I'm big into the uh, the Will Anderson camp but Brant no before we go Dave just you're signing up for another year of Jared Goff let the people know that you want another year of Jared Goff yeah uh, I on that note I I'm not I'm not gonna say that but Michigan, Michigan State coming this Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. kickoff. Brent and I will be in Ann Arbor. Can't wait for it. Garage Takes, Season 2, Episode 15. We appreciate you all joining us. Make sure that you like, follow, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a positive review, and most importantly, enter the Jersey Giveaway. 
Whether that's on social media or just reaching out to Brand or I, tell us who's going to win. Is it Michigan or is it Michigan State? If you are correct and you can prove to us with a screenshot that you are a follower of of Garage Takes, you get entered into a drawing and sponsored by DRB Fiber, Dylan's going to buy you an NFL jersey, Aiden Hutchinson or Kenneth Walker and... Man, who doesn't love free stuff? So shout out, Dylan. We appreciate it this weekend. Hey, go blue. We'll see you next time. Powered by Riverside.